1: when you angie that download the free angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i . c o m if you just read the bio for Dr. Steve host
2: of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy
0: shows Opie and Anthony Ron and Fez you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a you know a, a clown
3: your show was better when he had medical questions
2: Hey. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola vibes dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart bone exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsitating shave. I want a magic pill all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet,
3: I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve!
2: It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner. (laughs) I just realized I forgot to turn your um, your, um, reverb off. Let me see here. Oh, leave it on. Okay. Leave it on. Traditional Chinese medical practitioner gives me street cred. With the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. The Dr. Steve. <laughs> oh yeah. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 Poohhead. Visit us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DR Scott WM and visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything away grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right. Very good. Well, hello, Dr. Scott. Hey. Uh, don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com, stuff, stuf com for all of your Amazon needs. Really keeps the uh, boat afloat, so to speak. <laughs> also, tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID. We'll get you 33% off the best earbuds for the price and the best customer service anywhere. And they are a Tennessee company in Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, so we support them wholeheartedly. And also, if you want to lose weight with me, get to your ideal body weight before beach time, which is soon upon us. Yes. Noom drsteve.com is the path to do that. n o o m dot com You've heard about Noom. You've seen the commercials. Well, now you can try it for free for two weeks. And if you decide to do the three-month program, which is cheaper, well, I don't want to say cheaper. It's less expensive than just about every other program out there um, that it, it, it's, you know, you get 20% off. What do you think of that? 20% off if you um it's good stuff go to noom.drsteve.com but you can try it for free for 2 weeks first and then decide if you like it it's a psychology program not a diet just check it out and check out roadie.drsteve.com or just go to drsteve.com and scroll down um at uh st- at the store or at stuff.drsteve.com you can see a video of the rody robotic guitar tuner and this will tune any stringed instrument not orchestral instruments but regular you know, guitar, mandolin 12 string they have one for bass which I own and uh, it's incredible you pluck the string and the stupid thing twists the knobs for you, you don't have to do anything and you can do it in the middle of a gig with uh, you know, Richie Castellano blasting his uh, guitar solo in the background and you can still make this thing work so it's really cool Just go to stuff.drsteve.com or roadie, R-O-A-D-I-E dot I I think that works. All right. And check out Dr. Scott's website, as always, at simplyherbals.net. And hello, Dr.
3: Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve.
2: I hope you are well today.
3: Well, yes, just cold. Are you cold? Yeah, it was colder than shit today. Yeah, man, outside. What
2: the hell? This is April 21st, and I got out of my car to fill up the gas, and I was like, I've got to get back in the car. It's <laughs>
3: terrible. I, I, coming over here today, I, th- it, I thought that we were going to have a little, some sprinkles of snow, and we might get some tonight. Yeah, nobody gives a shit, but I did, uh, I, I was smart, and I did not plant
2: my tomatoes when it looked like I could have, because it was so warm last weekend, I'm really glad I
3: didn't. I did the same thing, I thought about it, and I thought, no, it's a, it's like a sucker Sucker, yeah, around all, here it's you know.
2: the first weekend, uh, after uh, Mother's Day, is what they recommend. Anyway, nobody gives a shit. let me see. Uh oh, and get to the
0: question. Wait,
2: I'm sorry, what did you say? Can you
0: please stop bullshitting? Okay,
2: <laughs> um, a couple of things. The president of the United States was just on televiz- television, television that today is the 21st of April mm-hmm. 2021. And he said uh, that he was making sure that everyone 16 and above can get the vaccine now. And about 80 percent of people over the age of 65 have had at least one dose of the vaccine. So they're at least partially uh, protected. And uh, although cases are going up incrementally right now, deaths continue to decline. So that's good, particularly in that age group. They've fallen precipitously. So the vaccine right now seems to be working. Now, what we're hoping to avoid is a repeat of all of this when this, uh, if these variants become uh, predominant and they make you just as sick as the original thing did. Right. If that's the case and they avoid already established immunity, then it's a whole new pandemic. Mm. The good news is we can kick its ass so much faster. Mm it's so much faster to create a variant vaccine than it is to create a vaccine de novo in other words from from scratch, scratch. right yeah
3: yeah it looks like it's coming though the the the, the um oh, I'm sorry the um it looks like a lot of those variants are coming around the world just like kind of the flu when yeah. it goes around the world sure so. well we
2: uh, i'm in the booster trial for Pfizer they haven't told me anything about it yet but apparently there will be a booster trial and a variant trial that they're getting oh, well. ready to get cranked up. Okay, because they've got these things um, already sequenced. Right, they know the the d or the RNA, and so they can make uh, you know a variant very easily. Well, a know, variant vaccine very easily. I mean. Right,
3: and you know, Doctor Steve, those scientists knew that the the variations were coming. Yeah, just because of the way viruses do so. Sure. One would assume they probably had something kind of yeah, they're just waiting to yeah, see when what when it the, starts to change here is what we're going to do yep. and so you know one one would hope that they they had a little bit of um of um planning and knowledge instead of going in blind like sure. we did with the first one.
2: Just miscoding when you when the virus starts to reproduce itself if it miscodes an amino acid here or there it'll make a slightly different spike protein. Mm-hmm. Some of those, a very small subset, may result in the the um, virus being more communicable. It might be more yes. sticky. Yep. And in while doing that, it may make it less or more deadly or the same. We don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, viruses will evolve toward a less deadly strain. Mm-hmm. So they can hang around longer.
3: Yeah. They can infect, infect more people, people. and nobody right. cares.
2: Right. No one's trying to just destroy them like we are with this one. Mm-hmm. But I still think like like Godzilla destroy all monsters, <laughs> you know, destroy all viruses. It would be lovely. I had a biologist email me. Well, you know, some of them do some good stuff. I said, name three mm-hmm. that are pathogenic in humans. Yeah. No, I get that there are... Beneficial viruses out there that we have come to rely on certain things. I can't name any of them and don't really you know, it's it's some, and some of it may even be major, and some viruses may protect us from some pests that we otherwise wouldn't, yeah, true. you know, like bacteriophages. Yep. Those are viruses that just infect bacteria. Mm-hmm. And some of those may be helping us in some way. Yep. But uh, the human pathogenic viruses, I don't see any benefit to those. I don't see a benefit to Norwalk virus. If I could just <laughs> no. kill the virus that makes me throw up once every four years yes. for yes. three days straight, I would absolutely destroy it. Yeah, that puke virus is it sucks.
3: unpleasant. Hate it. Oh, God.
2: And the first time you puke, it's like, well, that wasn't that bad.
3: It's like the 20th time. It's like, oh, God, please make this stop. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know, I had the last time I had a really good one. We were in that that little city we used to work in. Yeah, and I was in actually in, in, in clinic in there with you one day, and man, I got that sucker. I stopped three times on the way home. Oh, I hate it's just that. Just to blow chunks, it was horrible. Yeah, the
2: first few, you know, it, it, uh, it hits you every fifteen oh, minutes, and then it's like once an hour, and then once an hour and a half, and you know. Yeah. Finally, Horrible. you get some sleep and it might wake you up once, and you puke a couple of times. And most of the time, it's over. But Norwalk virus can go on seventy-two hours sometimes. Right. That's why it just destroys cruise ships when it gets in, because it's not a twenty-four-hour virus for a lot of people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no. Sucks. Stupid thing. Destroy those viruses yeah, too. Get rid of those. While get you're rid of them while you're at it. Well, you want to take some questions? Yeah, let's do it.
3: Number one thing: don't take advice from some asshole on the radio.
2: I don't have. Uh, I have done. I've had another shitty week, and so these we're we're listening to these cold. We haven't listened to them before, and we'll just by God see. And if we don't know how to answer them, I'll say so because we'll I'm make it honest. Up.
3: We'll just make it up.
2: Yeah, or, or yeah, we'll just make it up. <laughs> yeah, this is an entertainment that's show. Right. We say at the beginning, "Don't do what we, we don't say." Don't listen to us anyway. That's we don't right. know. We don't yeah, know nothing. That's right. We're stupid.
3: <clears throat> hey, Doctor Steve, this is uh Matt Cupcakes. Um. I'm watching television, and I've seen a commercial for a medication called Sinosi. and it says it's for sleep apnea, severe obstructive sleep apnea. What, what is it? How does it work? I know it says it doesn't take place your sleep CPAP, but what does it do? How does it work? All right. Um, that's all for now. Bye. Thanks.
2: The only thing that I can think of, and I have no idea what in the hell he's talking about... Uh, but if it's a medication that you can buy over the counter, is most likely a palatal lubricant. I've seen those before where you spray it in the back of your throat, and it's a lubricant. And what it's supposed to do is keep uh, keep you from snoring, and by not snoring, you're breathing more easily. But I have no idea if those things actually work. Now, go
3: ahead,
2: because well, I've got some other
3: ideas. I, I just wonder if he's talking about the Sinosi that's the prescription for um, for narcolepsy. Oh, I bet that's what he's talking about oh, for oh, daytime oh. sleepiness. It does not treat, it does not treat, um, as far as I know, it doesn't treat, uh, um, yeah, sleep that's, apnea, but it's but, but treats narcolepsy, which is my guess. See, we don't go by brand
2: names in our practice, so that's solriamfetol is what that is, okay. And yeah, it is, um, you get up to uh, like nine hours of improved wakefulness with one dose, but it's not a stimulant, so Sol- I. I would I I I don't treat sleep apnea in my so let's find out what the what the mechanism is. Um, Solriamfetol. Now this is the stuff that Carl from Who Are These podcasts gets all up in a wad about. Ooh, ooh, edit that out. Well, we're doing this live for radio, so I just can't do it. Sorry. It is um, derived from D phenylalanine. Oh, which is a basically an amino acid. And it is a norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitor isn't that interesting hmm. so uh i is is not bupropion will you look that up Bup- and see Buprogram. if that is not also a norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitor or it's very similar so what this does is it um it blocks the reuptake of noradrenaline. Because norepinephrine is noradrenaline, so it's a form, you know, a variant of adrenaline, and dopamine, and this can be very um, activating to the brain. Both of these medications will increase wakefulness, so that's what this is about. Yeah, I think so, so these are people. So this doesn't treat your sleep apnea; you still have the sleep apnea. It just takes care of the daytime sleepiness because when i had bad sleep apnea i would drive up to work every day and i would as soon as i parked i'd fall asleep and i'd wake up about 20 minutes later and i felt pretty good and if i was sitting in the afternoon typing on my computer writing notes or something i would doze off and when i got the 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 cpap machine it, it helped that. And that still happens to me some. And if I'm watching TV, I mean, the kids <laughs> will just laugh. You know, well, here's dad's going to take a nap because we're watching television. Together. Good old dad yeah. passing out. Yeah, you know, my dad system. did that, too. But my dad had such bad snoring, and certainly he had sleep apnea. He had to. That, But his snoring was so loud that my bedroom was in the basement, you know, on the, the – we had two ground floors you know where the house was built on a slope so yep. it was the main ground floor where he went up to my parents bedroom and then from the main ground floor he'd go down and come out to my bedroom and open to the back side mm-hmm. and um so i was really two floors away and he would snore so loud up there on the third floor that it would wake me up jeez That's
3: and i could like hear a- my mom going Er,
2: turn over
3: her oh whole God. life. Irv, turn over. Yeah, he had to have terrible sleep. That oh, it was day. awful. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. So anyway, that's what
3: this stuff is. Did
2: you find out anything about bupropion? As it, is, as it, it is. is
3: it, it, it's the sa- same class.
2: It's norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitor? Yep, yep, okay, that's what true. I thought. And uh, so, yeah, so and when I took bupropion, I took it to uh, stop smoking. Right. Because it was sold as Zyban at the time, and one thing about it was that it I, it absolutely stopped my desire for s- cigarettes, but it also had this other crazy effect where I would get up on a Saturday at like six thirty, I would get out in the yard at seven. In the morning, and I would do yard work until the sun went down, hmm. which I never did. Stupid shit like that. <laughs> it gave me so much jazzed up energy, right, or not in a speedy way at all. Right? You know, it wasn't a stimulant. It just um, gave me more whatever. You know, sure. I had more mojo. Sure, that's good. That's yeah. good stuff. Okay, so yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. a that's a cool question. Okay, so good one. Yep, yeah, we both well all, all of us learned something on that one. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Good job. All right, um, here's. I think this is our ramp salt friend. Let's see. Oops, hey, ramp salt.
0: Hey, Doc. This is ramp salt. Just wanted to check in. I've been doing a little traveling. Listening to your show, awesome as usual. Thanks, man. I left a message earlier. I'm not sure if it actually went through, so I decided to call back again. Okay. I'm starting to develop moles. Like literally five or six moles. On my hand, on the side of my face, like part of my body. And I'm just curious as to why that is and why they're happening so rapidly. Okay. Have a good one, man.
2: Hey, check him out, by the way, at wvrampsalt.com. He gets, he takes ramps and he makes salt.
3: Salt-infused. Yeah, or ramp-infused salt. Ramp-infused
2: salt, infused salt yeah, yeah. and it's incredible. And it's very, very good. W, it's like for West Virginia, wvrampsalt.com. He didn't ask for a plug; we just know who he is, yep. so those moles, if they are flat and waxy and you can kind of pick them off and then they grow right back, those are a th- those are s- what we used to call age spots, mm-hmm. and we would uh Liver call, spots yeah you know, well, so they're kind of like liver spots that's <laughs> a little different okay, yeah, yeah, um, but uh these things may be, when they start prolifer- proliferating like this could very well be seborrheic keratoses, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're really hard to get rid of. We use bichloroacetic acid to just burn
3: them to death. Right, burn them off, yep.
2: And then it leaves a little pale scar behind, but it's better than having this big black, you know, uh waxy. looks like a lesion looks
3: like a, looks like a mushroom growing off your skin kind C- of. could
2: be but or yeah. a really flat mushroom yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. usually flat, yeah. but they're waxy and and uh, brown now there are other there are some other things, lentigos and stuff like that, and really impossible for us to tell mm-hmm. over the radio and it's really hard to tell even from a photograph from a cell phone, so the best thing to do is just see your primary care, let them see them if they're at any. But concerning at all, they'll biopsy one or more of them, which sounds awful, but it's not. The easiest way to do it is just simply to uh, inject some, well, sterile prep of the area, inject some numbing medication, and then use a punch biopsy. Mm-hmm. To just and a punch biopsy basically just a cylinder with a knife sharpened edge on it, yep. and you just twist it and it goes right into the skin, pops out this little core mm. of skin. You send it off to the pathologist, they look at it under the microscope, and you have your diagnosis. Right? And if it's totally benign but cosmetically yucky, you can get them fixed. You go to a med spa and they'll just laser them off, right or a dermatologist. Yep. Okay, yeah, all right wvrampsalt.com
3: good for what ails you it is, it, it is good for <laughs> what ails you there Dr. Scott
1: alright hello Dr. Steve uh, I have a low white blood cell count and I also have low platelets and I was wondering if there would be any problems with taking the vaccine with uh, within correlation of that so,
0: thanks bye
2: Yeah. So uh, this person has some disorder, you know, maybe a minimal immune compromised uh, uh, patient and they want to know, should they take uh, the the vaccine? And I'm assuming they mean for (laughs) COVID-19. So um, if you have HIV or another immunocompromising condition or people who take immunosuppressive medications, uh, or therapies may be at risk for severe covid nineteen, and there isn 't any data available to establish covid nineteen vaccine safety in these groups, but the currently authorized vaccines are not live vaccines okay that's that 's where if you 're immunocompromised you 're really worried about a live vaccine mm-hmm. becoming virulent in you, in other words. People who have a normal immune system, we give them a live attenuated vaccine. They do fine and they just their body fights it off, but it creates an immune response to it. So when the real vaccine hits them, they're under control. Whereas an immunocompromised person, that live attenuated vaccine could do some harm. In this case, this is this is not a live vaccine. It was never live. It's just a string of mRNA codons. Mm-hmm. That was synthesized in a lab is, and in when I'm, in that case we're talking Moderna or Pfizer, mm-hmm. or uh, a. Um, the AstraZeneca or Johnson & Johnson, which is a viral transport. It uses an actual virus for transport. Mm -hmm. If it were me, and I don't have any data to say this, I would do the mRNA one before I would do the adenovirus one, Mm -hmm. even though that adenovirus really isn't virulent. You know, it's a transporter. It's not really, um, uh, you know, an infective uh, virus at that point. It's not reproducing itself. It's reproducing the spike protein. Mm -hmm. But... Just to be on the safe side, I would do the Pfizer or Moderna. If it were me, I'm just saying me. Talk to your primary care provider right. or your vaccinologist <clears throat> or virologist or whoever you're dealing with. And if if you have low platelet and low white count, you're seeing a, he, a hematologist, yeah. ask them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, I'm looking at the CDC website right now. It just says data are currently insufficient to form optimal timing of COVID-19 vaccines among people who are planning to receive immunosuppressive therapies. This people getting chemo or biologicals for other uh, problems like yeah. rheumatoid arthritis sure. or psoriatic arthritis. And they said, based on the general best practices for vaccination of immunocompromised people, COVID-19 vaccination should be completed at least two weeks before initiation of immunosuppressive therapies. When it's not possible to administer a complete COVID-19 series in advance, people on immunosuppressive therapy can still receive COVID-19 vaccination. Decisions to delay immunosuppressive therapy to complete COVID-19 vaccination should consider the person's risks related to their underlying condition, of course. So if I had someone that critically needed an immunosuppressive therapy, I would not delay it just because they hadn't quite finished their COVID-19 vaccine yet. Mm, You just take the the, um, uh, the hit in that case. All right, and it just says people should be counseled about the unknown vaccine safety profile and effectiveness in immunocompromised populations, and it really depends on how you're immunocompromised as well. You know, if you have low B cell count, those are people who are going to may have trouble making antibodies. Okay. And the low T cell count, they're going to have trouble generating uh, humoral immunity. Remember, there's no, I'm sorry, cellular immunity. Mm-hmm. There's humoral immu- immunity, which is Antibodies and then cellular a- immunity, which are the white blood cells that remember things, mm-hmm. and eat things, and come and chase things down that have been tagged with antibodies and destroy them and that kind of stuff. Kind of like
3: angry moms, like those, are like the angry moms side of your immune system.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yeah. L- the, fighting for the babies. The. the um, Villagers with the pitchfork and torches, you know, <laughs> that are storming like Frankenstein's castle. <laughs> Get them the
3: bitches out of here. <laughs> so anyway,
2: so we don't know the answer. The CDC feels like it's it's probably fine because it is not a live vaccine. But uh, talk to your uh, healthcare provider on that one. All right. Uh, let's see. Don't know what this one is. Oh, why is everybody doing that? Yep. Hello? Hello? Are you on the party line? I swear there's a a transcript for this one. Okay, I'm going to give him two more seconds. Hey, Doc, this is Ramsall.
0: Got a question. Oh, that's
2: Ramsall. I have already answered his question. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, Let's try this one. Hey, Dr. Steve. It's Mike from New York calling. Received Pfizer
0: vaccine... Just after the two-week mark of my second vaccine, came down with COVID. Okay, um, symptoms aren't bad; more like a cold than anything else, thankfully. Uh, but I was just curious: is there any
2: study done on whether I m- have a chance of getting COVID again? Or <laughs> I know with the variants out there, there's probably uh, different ones I could pick up. Um, just wondering if there's any data available on if I'm free
0: now, finally, of this mess, or if I still have to to worry so much. Thank you very much. Have a great day.
2: Yeah, the uh, CDC recently put out a number that said of all the people that have had the vaccine so far, only 6,000 have had breakthrough COVID-19. So when you get vaccinated with a with a vaccine that's 94 percent effective against re you know preventing infection that means six percent of people uh in whatever cohort group that you look at will still get infected okay. so it's not a hundred percent but it's pretty good and it's probably it may be a hundred percent from dying or okay. going to the hospital you right. may still get it but it'll be a mild syndrome so we we can't tell if this guy's syndrome was mild because he'd already had one vaccine and he was two weeks from there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was only a couple of days from the second one. But uh, presumably he mounted some immune response and then he got COVID-19, but it was a mild syndrome. But most people have a mild syndrome anyway, so we can't say that it was the vaccine that, that saved this but guy. No. You'll never be able to say that. No. For any one person,
3: Mm-mm.
2: even if you reduce the incidence of death to zero you can't say any one particular person was saved by the vaccine Mm -hmm. you can only say this population was saved by the vaccine any one person the vast majority of people have a mild syndrome yep you know thankfully yes yeah it's just that the ones that don't get sicker and shit and it's at a higher rate than normal things that we're used to like Influenza, which is about point one percent when you have this thing at one, even if it was one percent, we initially thought it was three, which would be thirty times higher than influenza, mm. but even at ten times higher than influenza, that's why we were filling up uh every hospital and our uh, floors on our hospital every hospital Parking and anybody that says this thing is bullshit again, I just w- invite you to go back in time with me to January when we were when we were literally closing down. Whole wings of the hospitals just so we could put COVID 19 patients Mm -hmm. in there. And we were taking normal floors that were just regular medicine surgery floors, turning them into ICUs, and putting ventilators in rooms that had never seen a ventilator since the hospital was built.
3: And stopping out and And stopping stopping surgeries and well that could just be somebody's choice no but but no but as far as the hospitals were having to stop elective surgeries you, because they, they don't want to do that they make they money off of that exactly. stuff yeah but they had to yeah
1: <clears throat> so anyway all right today's episode is brought to you by angie
2: see what this person
0: will be stopped today for inquiries please contact customer service for English service please press 2 hello this is Boa Bank if your credit card is abnormal the service will be stopped today for inquiries please contact customer service Uh,
3: who falls for this Unfortunately, a lot of people. What? Uh, you know, if they people, don't even give you a number. Hey, if people would quit falling for it, these these fucking people would just quit quit making these robocalls and, and harassing us. You know,
2: I got the I one. Know. This is um, this is Social Security. Your account is uh, your account is abnormal. There is criminal activity. You will be served with a you know subpoena if you mm. don't call this number. Now. I say, who falls for this? Mm-hmm. One of my really good friends, a person that I have the highest respect for, somehow ended up going to the going to CVS and buying four thousand dollars worth of gift cards and giving the numbers to somebody over the phone because they thought it was the FBI. So, even. I mean, I say who falls for this, and then I rem- just remembered what one of my friends did, and I was like, "What were you thinking?" She said, "I wasn't thinking. I was." So- they scared me so
3: bad, I wasn't thinking. I've got a friend of mine did the same thing. Went to Walmart, bought seven thousand dollars worth of gift cards, gave them to them, and the same people called her back the next day and said, "Ma'am, none of those were worth." No, oh, you got to get us some more. You got to get us seven thousand more. Did she, she do that? And got seven thousand more. Fourteen oh my grand. God. Yeah. Oh my god. And this is a smart lady. She's educated. She works. Well for I a told her, yeah. Company, and my uh, friend is too. She's oh as smart gosh. as she
2: can be. She's probably smarter than any of us. And uh Oof. I
3: told her, well, you fed a whole village you know, with that money, I'm sure. You oh, know. Geez. Yeah, but if we if we quit falling for that, maybe they'd quit calling. Yeah. It wouldn't be so lucrative. There's you know? whole YouTube things on these guys that
2: scam the scammers. They'll run these virtual machines, and then they'll invite them into their one guy one guy, this was so great. He somehow I, these guys are all computer geniuses. Okay. So he's running a virtual machine inside his computer, so if they mess it up, they can't do anything. It's not a real machine. Hmm. You know, it's just simulated. But they on the other side, I'm they I'm already can't. confused. <laughs> I know. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. But no. it's, uh, it's a program that you run inside your computer right. that simulates the activity of a computer to the point where if you're looking in from the outside, you can't tell. It's going to run a little slower, but you can't see that. Right and, uh, you know, you'd have to run benchmarks on it, all this stuff. And this guy worked it out so that when he went to bank of america's website to get his his uh balance instead of showing two hundred dollars or whatever th- this app that he had written inside this virtual machine would substitute two million dollars so the scammer saw that and started free you know because they go in they say well let me you know let me look in your in your machine and let me see if we can fix whatever bug is causing this problem mm-hmm. and then they'll go in and get your uh, uh, account numbers, or they will start transferring. They'll lock you out of your computer and then start transferring money out of your accounts into their accounts Ugh. and stuff like that. And he, he was just, oh, yeah, so I've got this account and I've got this account over there, and but don't touch that one. Ha ha ha. You know, that's my dad's account. It had $2 million in it. And the scammer was just, oh, they were, you know, rubbing oh, their hands together, yeah. thinking, well, we got a big one here. He even put him on holding his supervisor. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it was all just bullshit, but those are fun videos to watch. That's cool. Oh. But, yeah, um, so yes. my understanding was that if you go to CVS or Walgreens or any place like that and you buy a bunch of gift cards that they're supposed to tell you that you're being scammed or at okay. least warn you that you're probably being scammed. Because okay. I've bought gift cards for my kid, and they've said, hey, you know, are, are you buying this for somebody? It's like, well, what's it to you? Then they'll tell you why. Yeah, Interesting. So it just boggles my mind that people are still going and buying gift cards and giving them the
3: numbers. Lord, that's terrible. Well, hopefully we'll um, figure out a way to... to, Motion
0: detected at the front.
2: And then once you do that, if you do it and you realize you're being scammed, can't you call... I guess they download the value immediately. They don't yes. just sit there on it. But couldn't you call the 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 card company that makes those things and say, "Hey, wait a minute. Don't don't uh t- accept
3: any transfers." You would think, but it must be it must be more difficult than that, I guess. I guess. Golly. It's, it's very sad.
2: Well, this one, it just says this is BoA Bank. If your credit card is abnormal, the service will be stopped today. Please contact customer service, but it it doesn't Oh, I I see for English service priest plus two, so you have to do this one live. Mm. It's not something you can call back. Anyway, well, I'm glad I didn't fall for it. There you go. Okay, very good. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I can answer this one, but we'll look at it. Oh, wait a minute. Here, this guy's got two questions. Okay, here we go. Hey, Dr.
1: Steve, Matt in Charleston. Hey, Matt.
2: How's it going? That's good. Good. I'm good over here, too. Good man. Hey, I uh, just finished listening to the most recent show, and you touched on a trip to Australia where you considered taking separate airplanes uh, from your wife uh, to uh, ensure that
3: uh, if one of the planes were to crash, there would be one parent left.
2: Yeah, we were crazy back then, and we had an eighteen-year-old <laughs> kid, and we were both relatively new parents, and you know, eighteen-month-old. Eight. What did I say, eighteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah, year yeah, old? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 18 month Yeah. yeah. Now the eighteen-year-old would be would be just fine, but yeah, the eighteen-month-old <laughs> kid. Not so much. Job.
3: Okay, I like your thinking. Okay. However, if you were to do this, don't you then you you decrease the odds of both of you dying? Yes.
2: In a plane crash, but you. Double the odds of one of you dying. That's correct.
3: In the airplane.
2: Good. Uh, am I as long as it's my wife, then I would have been fine with it. it
3: would <laughs> just fun, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. To think that. Uh, and also, I'm glad you didn't do that because that's just not.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was stupid. No, he's absolutely right. And even then, the odds are minuscule. Yep. I mean, crazy minuscule. And what we could, I wonder if Alexa could answer that question. Alexa, our Echo. What are the odds of dying in a plane crash?
0: Here's something I found on the web. According to Deseret.com, there is a 1 in 11 million chance of dying in a plane crash.
2: Yeah, so we went from 1 in 11... Did that answer
0: your question?
2: Yes, thank you. Now be quiet.
0: Thanks for your feedback.
3: She doesn't listen.
2: Um, So we went from 1 in 11 that both of us would die to one in, you know, 5.5 oh, yeah, that one yeah. of us would. A million. <laughs> so I'm still okay with those
3: odds. Oh, yeah.
2: We should have just, I mean, not worried about it. And we ultimately went together. Thank goodness. Thank you, man. Excellent, excellent, excellent question.
3: Or... Statement. Statement, yes. Hey, Dr. Steve. I've been having a lot of anal sex with my boyfriend, and I'm starting to develop a hemorrhoid.
2: Okay, so you can uh, take care of so So a hemorrhoid is simply a varicose vein of the rectum. And you can get a lot of different ways eating a, uh, a, a typical American diet where you're pushing to get stool out and you're constipated. And that's why, you know, there's a whole aisle of hemorrhoid creams on the market and another way would be you know friction if you are having anal sex and you are not lubing up properly so lots of lube go nice and slow and easy and make sure that uh, your partner is ready for it and uh, that they're into it And um, I know this was probably turning into a joke question. So what we do with joke questions on this show is we turn them into actual questions where we can learn something from them. Now, there was a study, by the way, on anal sex because people are worried, well, will it cause me to be incontinent of stool? Because nothing worse than, you know, enjoying a fun night of anal sex and then – be walking around dropping loads on the the floor. Sharding yourself. Constantly. So uh, they did a study. And what they did was they stuck these balloon manometers up people's rectums, and then they would have them tighten up their sphincter and see how tight they could tighten it. And then they would record it. You'd do, you know, 10 trials or whatever. Then go have a big old fun time having all kinds of anal sex and then come back and do it again. And when they did that, indeed, the amount of pressure that they could mount with the sphincter was less than it was before they started the study. But there was no incontinence, mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact, there was still plenty of sphincter tone to prevent turds from just blooping out. Mm-hmm. So what that tells us is is that we are built with We're not borderline. You know, it's not just that we're right on the edge of being able to keep our stool in our rectums and evacuating it when we want to. We're not right on the edge. We have lots of redundancy. We have the ability to lose some of that tone in our sphincter and still uh, be completely
3: continent. Especially at the end of it, the most distal part of it. Yep. Yep. So there you go. There you go. Good question. Good question.
2: I am going to be on this show called who are these podcasts and i'm going to be talking about female ejaculation so i won't blow it on here but we've talked about it before and i wrote an article about it and it's on our website so if you go to drsteve.com and just put in female ejaculation there is an article that i wrote and that's what we're going to be talking about and so i think it'd be pretty interesting so watch out for that episode cool Uh, Those boys took... They are doing a tribute to Opie and Anthony in that they are doing a bit that they did uh, for many years called Jocktober, and they do it with podcasts. And I figured when they asked me to go on, if I say no, the next podcast they're coming after is this one, (laughs) and then I'm going to hear an effing supercut of all of my vocal crutches, (laughs) the so's and the so anyways and the ums and and It's just just for a second talk about my vocal crutches i know i have them yes i they're getting worse as i get older and this is why we are doing a medical show when i'm on like a comedy show talking about marvel movies or if i'm on dc on screen talking about zach snyder's justice league i don't have nearly as many vocal crutches because what i say isn't going to affect people's lives right So when we're talking about medical things, I'm scanning sometimes up to 12 words to uh, put them in a hierarchy so that I say the right word. Mm -hmm. And George Foreman said, the older you get, the more speed you lose, but you never lose your power. So my ability to process that stuff is still there. It just takes longer. Mm And so if you try scanning 12 words every time you say anything because you want to make sure that you don't say something that someone's either going to come after you on or it's going to hurt them. You'll say um and ah on. So anyway, and all this bullshit, too. So anyway, (laughs) there I just said it. Go (laughs) fuck yourself. All right. Let's see.
3: Hey, Dr. Steve, answer why. Bill Gates is even involved in this stuff. He's not a medical professional. I know he's got a lot of money. What
1: is his uh, involvement in all these vaccines?
2: I think you nailed it. He's got a lot of money and he needs something to do and he wants to
3: leave an impact on the world, I think is what his thinking is. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think he's trying to rule the world or control the world. I think he's just trying to help. And he's got some, he's got a well, gift of some cash yeah you're
2: assigning more of a noble thing mine is more narcissistic yeah, than mine. yours. yeah mine's you're, more noble yours yeah. you're assigning more of, of a noble under underpinning to it mm-hmm. but i think that he wants to leave a legacy and i i'm sure at some point a truly ethical person who has that much money goes i should probably do something with this yes well, now well. that doesn't mean they're going to choose the right thing mm-hmm what you and I might think it's the right thing right? but they may think that they're doing something that they think is the right thing so I don't have a problem with it the more people the better as far as I'm concerned I haven't really seen the, what Bill Gates has really done
3: with this what has his involvement been? I don't know but I know Dolly gave a million dollars for uh, vaccine research Dolly Parton did? Yeah, yeah good for sure her did. yep she sure did and, well because uh, she is awesome yep Her old neighbor. Yep, that's true. Let's see. Bill Gates, Gates,
2: uh, COVID. Let's see. What in the hell has he been doing? I don't know what he's really done. Um, AI reveals how Bill Gates' COVID conspiracy and other theories evolved online. That's pretty interesting. Here's Fair Observer says Bill Gates, a danger to humanity. What? (laughs) Okay. Um, Oh, the New Republic, Bill Gates, vaccine monster. What in the hell? Okay, Bill Gates. Oh, this is Reuters. Okay. Crazy and evil. Bill Gates surprised by pandemic conspiracies. Microsoft. Oh, this is from Reuters. Microsoft co-founder turned philanthropist Bill Gates says he's been taken back by the volume of crazy and evil conspiracy theories about him spreading on social media during the COVID-19 pandemic, but said on Wednesday he would like to explore what is behind them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. And, oh, nice grammar, Bill. Nobody would have predicted that I and Dr. Fauci would be so prominent. Come on. This guy (laughs) is one of the richest guys in the world, and this is one of my pet peeves. Yeah. If you watch, like, The Bachelor, which I'm forced to watch. um, Oh, God. They'll say, uh, Tiffany and I's relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to talk about Tiffany and I's relationship. It's not, t- where does that come from?
3: It makes you wonder where they.
2: Tiffany's and my Tiffany's. relationship. Yep. Okay. And it's not <laughs> I and Dr. Fauci. And it's not Dr. Fauci and me either. That's what a lot of people would say. Nobody would have predicted that Dr. Fauci and me would be so prominent. That sounds right. It's wrong. Yeah. Because if you take out Dr. Fauci and it says nobody would have predicted that me would be so prominent. Right. Okay. Do I really have
3: to explain this to people? You would hope not. But evidently we do.
2: Okay. So if you want to know, you always put yourself last. And then if you want to know if it's I or me- first is it the object or the subject uh, forget about that just take out the words b- the other person and then you'll know mm-hmm. yep yep they gave it to john and i would be incorrect but i hear it every effing day mm-hmm. they gave it to john and me because you wouldn't say they gave it to i yep unless you're singing a reggae song mm-hmm. that you could say <laughs> i and i right
3: they gave it to <laughs>
2: INI or something. Maybe. True. I don't that's even know if that's
3: true. A reggae song, that is true. But
2: um, you would say they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. So you would say they gave it to John and me. Mm-hmm. And then don't even get me started on the subjunctive text or, uh, tense, which I'm, I blame Brian Koppelman for For me being, you know, I was a journalism major, but i have forgotten this one. And when I wrote my article about Ebola... When I remember when it first hit the United States, sure. I said if Ebola was was um, contagious, well, I can't remember what I said. Something like that. Uh, there'd be more numbers or something like that. And he he emailed me. He said, "I think this is going to be a a um, an article people are going to read." But it's if Ebola were contagious, mm. and then I had to go once again read up on the subjunctive text, tense because nobody gets that right. Well, I don't want to say nobody, no. but few people get yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but anyway, but at least know how to say you and someone else in a damn sentence, mm-hmm. If uh, particularly if you're Bill Gates. Nobody would have predicted that I and Dr. Fauci would be so prominent. Good Lord. Okay, anyway, so I don't know. Says Gates, a billionaire who stepped down as chairman of Microsoft Corporation 2014, has, through his philanthropic Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, committed at least 1.75 billion to the global response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, what they use the money for? Okay, and then it says that includes support for some makers of vaccines, diagnostics, and potential treatments. So I, I think that's fine. Hell, anybody that's trying to be part of the solution is fine with me. Right. Agreed. Whether And, and, and money does something. Move things forward. Shit, yeah, it it does. sure does. Yeah. Reasonable people can disagree about what the right things to do are, but if you're in good faith trying to do the right thing, I'm okay with you. So, yep. all yep. right. But not when you say I and Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like, they didn't even put in parentheses sick, you know, which they could have mm-hmm. just to show that, the journalist knew that that yeah, was right. it wrong. was
3: better but he's just transcribing it as it that's was said that's right sad. that's right correct not 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 that the journalist wrote something incorrectly you <laughs> my god okay i know i'm just
2: being a dick okay let's see
1: okay hi dr steve i was just curious what does the rna <laughs> in the vaccine towards your body once you get injected with the vaccine.
2: Okay, yeah, happy to answer that. I really thought we were going to be doing COVID-free shows. I know there's a lot of COVID fatigue out there, but if you look at these questions that are coming in, oh, yeah. there's no, sure. hardly any dick and nuts question. We had one question about anal well, sex. At least we're, anal
3: sex That was awesome. Nice, yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, so the mRNA, <clears throat> it's messenger RNA, I highly recommend that you do a um, YouTube search on mRNA transcription. You're looking for a, like a 3D animation, and it'll blow your mind. So mRNA is just a set of instructions just like a stack of computer cards back in the day. Mm-hmm. But they're very simple. Uh, there's three Letter sequences that code for different amino acids, and there are these things called ribosomes that can actually read those those three-letter sequences, and transcription RNA will come bring a um, uh, uh, an amino acid, and it will only interface with that with its specific three code uh, three-letter code, mm-hmm. and so when the transcription or m- r- mRNA. Uh, meets up with the messenger RNA inside the ribosome, it will then attach this amino acid to this growing protein. And that's how you can code for proteins. And so you inject the mRNA. It goes into your cells, and the mRNA strand will just uh, attach itself to a ribosome, and then the body will just start to transcribe it. And then the protein it makes will turn into the spike protein, from the coronavirus. Without the virus and without uh, everything that goes with it, it doesn't self-reproduce anymore. Uh, It's not a virus. Mm -hmm. It's just the instructions to make the single protein. So what you're really doing is you're giving the body instructions to make the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Instead of making the vaccine in a vat, you're making it in the human body. And then that protein will be expressed on the surface of the cells and the antibodies will go, what the
3: hell is that? Mm-hmm. You, ain't, you, you ain't from around here. Yeah, you ain't from around here, are you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a pretty mouth, though. So. <laughs> um, and so then they'll they'll attack it, and then the white blood cells get involved, and you get uh, cellular and humoral immunity, and hopefully long-lasting immunity, we'll see on that one, yeah, um, against this virus. And then the mRNA might get transcribed a couple of times, and it just disintegrates. Mm-hmm. And then the parts are used to build other mRNA strands to code other things so body's constantly recycling this stuff doesn't change your genetic code it never gets close to your dna it's out in the periphery if the dna is in the nucleus if that's new york city then the mrna is athens georgia Mm-hmm. Still oh, a nice place.
3: I was going to say even 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 out in the it's the Bahamas or the the Bahamas. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. All right, hope or, that. Or Jamaica Mon okay. with I. There you go. Whatever. It's Doctor Scott. Everybody with his
2: impressions. Uh, let me see. Um, okay. Don't know what this is. Yeah,
3: Doctor Steve. I'm listening to your Corona. Uh coverage here Okay, i was wondering what percentage of people that have had the coronavirus have rehad the virus and if i've had the virus what benefit do i have with the vaccine
2: okay you ask an excellent question the cdc is recommending that people get the vaccine even if you've had the coronavirus already because as far as we know the the full immunity is not long-lasting so let's say you had the coronavirus back in November of 2020, and now it's what is this April of 21 yep. God, now what? Well, wait, this started in 2019, right? Yeah, well, it started you, in 2019. The
3: variant 2019, that's correct. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah the it, the very beginning. Yeah. So let's say you had it in January of 2019, and now it's April of 20.
3: No, 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 no. It was into of 2019. Okay,
2: January. 20. January of 20. Okay, go fuck yourself, Dr. Scott. (laughs) You're right. Um, uh, So January of 2020, and now it's, April of 2021, right. and what they're concerned about is that uh, you may not be protected anymore. They don't know. You probably have cellular immunity, but they don't know about the um, humoral immunity. So they're just recommending that you get a vaccine so we can just put a stop to this thing. Let's just stop the infection. Be gone. That's what the CDC is thinking anyway. And uh, I don't necessarily disagree with them on that one. Uh, we just don't we don't know enough to say you don't need to do it. You know, they're just doing... It's a guess, but it's an informed guess Mm -hmm. by the CDC. You hate for them to do anything based on a guess. Um, But when you have a novel situation like this, we haven't encountered a pandemic like this where we could actually do anything, well, ever. Right. And uh, so, yeah, and this is where these things come, don't wear masks, wear masks, wear three masks, wear two masks. We're seeing the science evolve in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. And the trick with science is when you believe something to be true and then there's evidence to the contrary, you have to change what you believe to be true. Mm -hmm. Now, when you start out saying... I know this is true, and I'm going to find evidence to back up what I think. That's not science. So when you see things like, oh, well, it's stupid to wear a mask. Well, when there were 100 cases in Washington and none in Tennessee, it was stupid to wear a mask in Tennessee at that time. I wish more people in Washington had worn them yeah. back then. But... Um, now that there's millions of cases in the United States, it makes all kinds of sense to wear a mask. As we have said multiple times, and we'll talk about next week with our friend Metamether,
0: hmm.
2: uh, you want to decrease, mitigate the risk any way you can, even if it's a 10% decrease. That'll, that'll help us, particularly when you're 10% away from being at uh, herd immunity. Hmm then a 10% difference makes a huge difference. Huge. So anyway, so anyway, if I say so anyway, again, you have the uh, permission to shoot me, Dr. Scott. No more vocal crutches for you. Oh my God, I can't get rid of them. All right, man. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lois Johnson, Lewis Johnson, Lois, Lewis Johnson. Paul Hofcharski. Sorry, Lewis. Chowdy 1008. Eric Nagel. The Port Charlotte Whore. Saratoga Skank. Roland Campos. Sister of Chris. Sam Roberts. She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes. Pat Duffy. Dennis Falcone. Matt Kleinschmidt. Dale Dudley. Holly from the Gulf. The Great Rob Bartlett. Casey's wet t-shirt, Carl's deviated septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, whose support of this show has never gone unappreciated, listen to our serious XM show on the Faction Talk channel. Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim Kler's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners. This voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Scott.
3: Thank you.